0: And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode two eighty one. I'm your host, Blaine Putney, and I'm joined now by my co-host, Matt
1: Smith. Good evening, Blaine.
0: It is nice to be back, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. This we're getting closer to the season. Things are going on. There's actual hockey to watch. Granted, as we record, it's uh, it's Monday night, the third of October. So the hockey may not have been the best, but we'll try and find. Some good stuff in there. Um, so this episode, we're going to do a real quick hit here. It's late. We we both have day jobs that demand us to be awake at a very early hour, which is horrible. <laughs> you know, people make jokes about government jobs, but my God,
1: they wake us up early.
0: have got to be in by into work by ten a.m. Like, come on! <laughs> I wish.
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs>
0: So uh, for this episode, we're just going to we're going to chat a little bit about uh, the Jake Allen contract extension. We'll talk about the uh, Toronto preseason game that just completed. And we'll discuss a little bit about the players, what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, the camp in in general. and, And that's pretty much the crux of the show. So why don't we just dive right in to New Brunswick native Jake Allen. Signing a two-year contract extension for three point eight three million dollars.
1: I'll take it per year. Yeah, per year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like um, he. It, it just kind of uh, kind of highlights the fact that Price likely isn't coming back, especially with the two really years. Does. But yeah. um, at the same time, it also it also gives you a goaltender that you can tandem with, with him if he was to come back. It's still not, it's still not, lo- it's still not looking good. Obviously um, there is the bump up in pay. So he's going up to 3.85 million a year, whatever it is from the two point, whatever he's making right now. Um, but this is a guy that's plagued by injuries last season, just like the rest of the team was. Um, didn't have a lot of support in front of him. Didn't have a lot of support the whole season. Um still ended up with a nine Oh five save percentage, which is still better than some people put up a couple of shout outs to the wins that he had. Um, and it just shows that he wants to be there. Um, he's on, he was, um, uh, expiring contract and he could have went to another team at the end of this deal and said, you know, fuck the rebuild. I want to go somewhere where even if I'm going to be a backup on another team, maybe I'm going to have a little bit more of a chance, but, um, at this point uh, i'm happy to have him back it shows that he's uh he wants to be part of this he wants to be part of this moving forward um help out the young guys um particular a guy like maybe like primo and um i'm hoping uh i'm hoping that he can stay healthy this season and they don't have to uh dig into the goaltending uh prospects or the waiver wire or the tr- or or someone uh someone like um
0: zamboni drivers yeah
1: or you know they have to you know they'd have to reach out and and, you know get a get a guy out of the ahl or something like that to uh to come in right so
0: sign pooling to an a a contract an nhl contract just so you can address for a game or something right that kind of
1: stuff right like if if they can if they can avoid that like i'm looking at montreal this season the the bar is not set very high nobody's setting the bar very high um I still like to see Allen do well. Um and and but at the same time you can't drag, you know, can drag this guy down and and expect him to play, you know, 60 65 games.
0: No, I mean for him I I would expect maybe 50? Yes, yeah, so
1: I, I was thinking 50, yeah.
0: So signing him, I think I agree points to price is pretty much done. They know it. They just don't want to say anything, so he can stay on LTIR and get his money. Right. What it does, though, it it provides the Canadians a good bridge until they can find their true number one of the future. Um, the fact that he wants to say, I think, says a lot about him. He's already got a Stanley Cup granted as a backup with St. Louis, but he's got a cup ring. Right. And here in Montreal, he gets the opportunity to be a starter. He's closer to home. Uh, he's in a, uh, an environment where he can be a leader. He can really, really set himself up for his post-playing career, maybe as a coach, something, right. but basically he is going to be there to help the team stay competitive. And I think that's, that's a key. You don't, uh, I, I know the team's in a rebuild, but you don't want to get blown out every game. I mean, look no. at last season losing games 7-1 over and over and over again. Right. You'll destroy the young guys' confidence. So, yeah. by him being there, keeping the games close, uh maybe even stealing a couple of points here and there. Yes. The Canadians will likely finish outside that top 3 lottery pick that everybody wants. Yeah. But at the same time, you're going to have young guys playing in games that actually mean something in maybe January. The games will be closer. They'll have the opportunity to learn how to, you know, uh, try and score that goal at the end of the game to tie it up or to protect a one-goal lead. Yeah, those are really big things to learn. I agree. Going forward.
1: Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really hoping. uh, Just hoping he stays healthy. I really do. I really do. That's that's kind of what I'm just
0: it can't set another man games lost record no Three years in a row yeah
1: wow. yeah i'm just really crossing my fingers here.
0: <laughs> if for anyone who really wants the canadians to lose a bunch of points don't worry montanbo's right there yeah he'll keep games close enough but he won't be able to steal games so
1: no no there you go and that's and that's just uh and that's just how it is with him uh He's uh, he's one of those fellas that comes in. He'll let up a a stinker or two in a game, and then play lights out, or play lights out the next game. But then still let in the stinker that's going to lose the game for him. So
0: he really should have a Jekyll and Hyde decal on his helmet,
1: right? So I, I, you you know me, I'm not. I haven't been a fan, really a fan of him since they since he's brought him in. Um, I didn't like the extension, uh, especially for multi, especially for multi year. Um, but at the same time, when that happened, it was kind of like a hint, hint. Price is not coming back, but we weren't hundred percent sure. And then we wanted
0: to keep Primo down right?
1: And you wanted to keep yeah. him lower. And then it was, it everything's kind of escalated to the point where, yeah, Price probably isn't coming back. We get a shelter. We get a shelter Primo as much as we can. Um, even if it is going to be some tough nights. For the big club, yeah. but uh, I'm hoping that what we saw tonight, even though it was a loss, there were some guys that stood out, and there were some guys that definitely did not, and there's a few easy cuts to be made, in my opinion.
0: Oh, yeah. We're going to get into that in a minute, but before we move on to the game, um, Martin St. Louis today, prior to the game against Toronto, made some good points about the development of the the players he says if we're just focusing on the end result you know if if our goal is to win a game or win just win you're sometimes missing on the opportunities in development in that that's that step you're missing a few steps so it just continually points to their their main focus is development of players. And I think that's where it ties into what you just mentioned with the cuts where some players deserve to be there come uh, game one of the, of the regular season yeah. and some don't. So the Toronto game Habs lose five, one in that game, we saw a couple of good points but we saw others that they kind of lay the groundwork for, them to join Laval soon. So right. why don't you kick us off with that?
1: So without really just jumping into who won, who lost, get into talking about who scored the, and all that kind of stuff, I just want to talk about specific players. Um, I'll start with Slefkovsky. He's the you know number one pick. Expectations are extremely high. I think this was his best game.
0: Yes, he's improving. Each game he has Each improved. Each game and he's game improving. Was-
1: each game he's really is improving. Um, I think that he's starting to get a little bit of something there with Doc.
0: Yeah, they're they're giving go. Their their chemistry is really starting right. to pick it's,
1: up. It's starting to get there. Um, the goal was created more or less by Anderson coming in hard to the zone, using his body and his speed. But getting that puck over to Slefkowski, who made a good play, and it, it was finished off by drew who was pretty much standing on top of uh, Murray at that point. But I, I just think that he was looking to make a good pass throughout the game. He had a couple of good shots on that. Murray made a very good save on him. Um, yeah. But he ended up with, with four shots in the game. He I said he did not look out of place. He did not look like, um, you know, a player that you're just saying, okay, send him down. He's not ready. Send him down. Like it, he knows that it's getting close to, the start of the year. And this is when he really needs to play his best hockey. And tonight, despite the loss, he was probably one of the Canadians top three players.
0: Uh, yeah, I would agree. And, and that, that save by Murray on the two on one on Slavkovsky, that was an impressive save. It, was. if it wasn't he, for like,
1: he likely knew it was coming over to Slavkovsky. However, but still, however, Still, it still was a good save, but you saw how the crowd was. Every time Slavkowski had a chance, he was creating, they were cheering for him, and it's just a matter of time that this guy hits the back of the net and the place just erupts.
0: Exactly, and the fact that he was able to get into that position, he used speed and cunning to get open on a two-on-one. Yeah, it was a turnover that Toronto really shouldn't have made, and Hoffman was actually in the right spot because, you know, he doesn't back check much, so he was already back there on the play. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but Slavkowski really motored to get into uh, an offensive position after actually being in, the, in a good defensive position. So to get to where he was, he had good speed, he had a good shot, Murray just made a great save. And, and right. the power play goal where he stole the puck up up along the boards and then just directly cut to the net knowing, Hey, I'm a huge kid. Let's just go there. Right. And he did. And it worked out. And he made a couple of really nice passes through traffic that didn't quite pan out, but he was creating plays. He
1: was, it wasn't all like when the puck was on his stick, he, it was, he was usually going to its intended targets or it was hell. It's, you know, quite, quite close it wasn't uh he wasn't trying to force the play as much i found in other games um if he continues down this path he's he's going to be there either as a last cut or he's going to at least get his audition
0: yeah and, and you mentioned his four shots on net those four shots three of them he created rebounds where it just his line mates just couldn't capitalize on those open rebounds cuz they right. he 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 planned it out, basically. If he can't score the goal clean, get it into the feet, get it into the pads, force Murray to kick the puck out, and it worked. It, it created some good rebounds. So he he's uh he's he's performing a lot better, he's thinking the game a lot better. Uh I agree. This is probably his best game so far. Absolutely. And I think we're gonna see if he plays again tomorrow against Ottawa, I'll be surprised, but we can see if he makes another step forward. And if he does then I would have no issue with him starting the season in Montreal. Right. And then going from there. Yeah. Now, um you mentioned you mentioned Doc, and yeah. I really, really liked uh Doc's game, especially his puck movement on the power play. I think having him on a second wave power play, because it's clear Suzuki's going to be on the top power play right. unit. Right. Uh, but put Doc in the same position on that half wall where he's been every time he's played in the preseason. He's he's threading passes through the seams, setting guys up for one-timers. Now, the uh, the guys are missing their shots. or I think it was uh, Dadnov had one bounce over a stick <laughs> when he had a good open net. But, you know, I know Doc should shoot a little bit more every now and then, but the fact that he's able to move the puck around dish it the way he has. I think that bodes well for the power play this year. It it, it's not it gonna does. be it's not gonna be a dead last power play. It might be twentieth.
1: Oh, it might be twenty. I you know, thirty first, but we'll see. We'll take twenty five at this
0: point. <laughs> take at this point. <laughs> uh,
1: if 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 it's anything like it was tonight, just not being able to finish. And I said you can't pass the puck into the net. Um no. they tried. They tried their damnedest. But it was it was really effort that they got them on the board and which ended up being the only goal that they had. And it was scored on the power play. But if you've got guys like Hoffman that are paid to be a power play specialist, paid to shoot the puck, et cetera. And you're just saucer and passes over to him on a five on three. And, and he can't connect with it or, you, you, or Dadnov, and yes, I know Dadnov was really brought in as an extra piece to kind of shut a contract, but he was he was noticeable for all the wrong reasons tonight. Um, yeah, not not being able to to set up to to get a shot off in the front of the net, not being able to make a a, a basic pass to spring Dvorak on a. uh on a breakaway shorthand and et cetera. Um, I tweeted out that when I look at Hoffman, I look at Dadnov, there's no, in my opinion, there's only a room for one of these guys on the team. And I, I, I really stand by that. I really do. It looks like Dadnov right now has the leg up with the, based on the players that he's playing with. yeah, And yeah, he might have a little bit more of an all around game other than, um, rather than Hoffman who is You know, get the puck on my stick while I'm standing here, and that's really all I'm going to do.
0: Well, Dadanov knows what the defensive zone looks like.
1: Right. So I'm looking at it, and I'm just – I know it's still the preseason. I I know that. But – and there's still cuts to be made. But neither of these guys should think that they're safe, in my opinion.
0: That was was the fifth preseason game. By now, these guys have played two or three uh, at least. So they should have some of that rust shaken off. Great. And Dadanov's finishing just you can tell he's it's just not there yet. No. Like he he's getting into the right positions, he's getting he's making the right choices, but he's not able to finish it off. He's not right. able to create. Right. So but this is the second that worries me a bit. This is
1: the second game that we've talked about him in a negative way.
0: Yeah. Why, the last and, game
1: the last game was because of his effort, and then just getting a stick in a lane. That ended up being the uh game winning goal in Winnipeg. Right? So the the, yeah. the right the effort the effort and the finish is just isn't there yet. And if he expects to be a top nine player on this team, it's gonna it's gonna get a hell of a lot better because there's guys that are very eager to take those spots. Um, a guy like Pitlick, for instance, who yeah, who, exactly. who who would who would love to jump in on, at that opportunity. Or Slavkovsky, Slavkovsky could. I would. I would. I would take. I would take Slavkovsky in the top nine over either of them right now.
0: Yeah, and was it the um, with Dadanov The line that they've been putting out there repeatedly has been Dadanov, Dvorak, and Gallagher. So that looks to be what they're going to put together as a line for the start of the season. And it's kind of it's kind of the poor man's uh, Deno line that they used to have. Yeah. So I can see that being their matchup line. That's why Dadinov finding his legs in the preseason would be
1: it, a really needs, nice needs step to get forward. done. He needs to get done. Really does,
0: yeah. Because if they want that line to fulfill the the plan that they right. have in place, he needs to start being a little bit more offensive minded as well. Because Gallagher's been doing pretty good. Uh, Dvorak has done fairly well. And defensively, they're strong. So they need him to be that, uh, that Tatar-type player. Yeah. So I far, I haven't quite seen it. But no. I know it's there. I know it's there. And I think he'll get it there. But if he had a good showing in the next preseason game he played, that would, really, that would alleviate a lot of uh, anxiety.
1: Speaking of a strong showing or a surprising showing, Sean Monaghan.
0: Yeah, his first game.
1: All right, For his first game played in about six months coming off of surgery and not knowing that this guy was going to even be available to start the season with the Canadians, let alone uh, play a preseason game tonight, I thought he looked very well. I, th- I thought he looked good. For a guy that uh, hasn't always really been renowned as the uh, a strong skater or anything like that. I thought that he made some uh, made some good plays. He won some draws. Um, He used his body a little bit, right? I I I I don't really have a lot of negative things to say about him. He looks
0: comfortable. He he looks comfortable. And if
1: this is a guy that either is going to be a piece moving forward, or if he's going to be a guy that they're going to flip at the deadline, which is probably the more likely thing, um, if they can get a first round pick out of Calgary just for taking him and then maybe flip him at the deadline for a second a first or second pick or a, uh, a prospect or something like that. It was, it was well, it was well worth having him there for that period of time. And then he's off the books next year and they get six plus million dollars back in cap space.
0: Well, that, that trade in my opinion was already a home run because they scored that first round pick. Right, Right. If they can if you if can they understand can get the something trade. more
1: yeah yeah, if can, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eventually that first round pick will show up, oh, yeah, uh, maybe by the time my son is draft age, but oh. <laughs> um if they if they can get anything more, then it's a grand slam and, is,
1: and, and and uh, and down will be the same way,
0: exactly, but with monahan he i I was really uh pleasantly surprised to see just how well he was skating no he's not a speed demon but nope. he's good on his edges he uses his body correctly he's a big guy he knows it so he he protects the puck using his size and his reach and he was doing that throughout the game and he did not look like he was in pain in any way he was moving fluidly it looked really good so
1: he's a guy that i more? can see yes Yes, I'd like to see more. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd la- I like. I. I doubt he'll play tomorrow because coming off injury and everything, that's I doubt right. they're going to put him in a back-to-back situation. Um, Suzuki's supposed to play tomorrow, so there's going to be one center that's going to be in. Uh, Beck's probably going to get another look. Uh, Mesher's probably going to get another look, and then probably Evans will be the fourth, or be the, you know, I'm not going to say fourth center, but he'll be. He's the fourth center that will be playing. One of the four. Yeah. One of the four. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. But. Going back to the power play, and if we want to see how Doc looks, say on a second power play unit, the thing with Doc is he really needs work on on his face offs. Monahan, Monahan's a little bit better known for winning face offs, so yeah. if you can have Monahan out there with Doc on say on on the power play, win possession, and then all of a sudden you know get into your positions that might be an option that the Habs can look at having the two of them out there with Hoffman or with somebody like that or having a, you know, having a four forward system with a defenseman or something like that. Right.
0: Monaghan does provide a lot of different interesting options by having him there. He availability. He can play center. He can play the wing. He can be a, a mentor for Doc. Uh, Doc tonight played over 20 minutes yeah. in all situations and he was 50% in the faceoff off dot. Right. So that right there, and, and not to mention, he also used his size very well. He went in on the four check quite often. And yeah. there was a couple of times where he outmuscled three Maple Leafs, but there was no support that came in to help him out. Yeah. So he ended up losing the puck because there was no one to pass to. But just the sheer fact that there's a six foot four, two hundred pound centerman who can win some face-offs now at a better rate than he was before, Right. with the support of a veteran, that that really bodes well forward wise for the Canadians. Because if Doc can, if he can get Doc going, then <laughs> this this uh, the Canadian center line looks a lot more. Yeah, interesting it looks like a, it looks like a nice
1: one two punch going ahead. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you yeah. don't know. Obviously, you're looking at uh you're looking at years to come. Obviously, down the line, and you don't know what the you know you don't know where the Canadians are gonna gonna be in the standings at the end of the year. You don't know who they're gonna be able to pick in Nashville. You don't know what their standing is gonna be right now. But say if you're looking at a top ten pick, um, you, there's there's some there's some very good centers that are gonna be available, um with the within those picks, so without going you know too far ahead and look, already looking at an astral but i i I'm kinda looking at Doc right now. And I liked what I saw it's It's looking like the player that they went to, to get from Chicago is the player that they're getting,
0: yeah, it's starting to look that way
1: it's not looking like he's 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 looking less like a project. And more of a guy yeah. that's looking to na- take the next step, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, he he really does. He does look like a player who's close to breaking out to whatever it is that he was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And if he reaches what he was supposed to be, then yeah, the Canadians—that's a home run trade as well. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it cost them. It cost them a popular player. And it did. I'm sad to see him go, but. If he turns if Doc turns into what he was supposed to be, then that trade is well worth if
1: it. If he can turn into a um a solid two, I'd yeah. be happy with that.
0: Yeah. Then that trade would definitely be worth it.
1: Right. Um before we get into anybody that, say, didn't play so well tonight, I want to talk about one more guy, and that is um they call him the Spider horse or whatever the hell he's being called now, right? <laughs> um, Josh Anderson, I thought he played a, a kind of a power game tonight. Didn't look out of place, was using his speed. Um, he was create, creating plays for another guy that hasn't played for a long time. I I thought that he did not look out of place at all. And it looks to me what's likely going to happen is he's going to be the guy that's going to start the... Start the year on the top line with Caulfield and Suzuki.
0: Oh yeah, no he he spun a, a he spun his web offensively. So, <laughs> <laughs> I do think Peter Parker. Uh, I mean yeah. Josh Anderson will be on that top line. Yeah. Um, he 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 showed what he did in previous seasons. He, right. he showed his speed. He showed his uh, his ability to use his size. So the Canadians now have a lot more size. That can match speed, and that up front is helpful. Uh, even Drewang looked pretty good in this game. He scored the goal by crashing towards the net. I like that. He's been yeah. getting a lot of uh, unearned hate so far in this uh, preseason. Like this is a second game, yeah. And he he looked a lot better than he did in his first game. He did, and he wasn't all that bad in his first game.
1: He just wasn't noticeable.
0: Just wasn't noticeable. Sometimes a that's a good, some, right?
1: Sometimes, sometimes it's a good thing, um, especially when you're a defenseman. But, but when when you talk about Jonathan Drouin, camera's always going to be on him. And you know, French French uh, French player from Quebec was traded for a a pretty pretty renowned top uh,
0: prospect,
1: top prospect, right? And so far it really hasn't went well for him. No. And this being a contract year for him, the camera's gonna continuously be on this guy. And you know what? I'd like to really see him do well in Montreal and earn that contract and stay with the Canadians. However, at the same time, this is another guy that might be in the uh lip at the deadline pile.
0: Do well, earn that contract, and a good trade return. Right, <laughs> right. Honestly, uh, if he can stay healthy, I think the Canadians will be able to get a decent return on him. Uh, I know, no matter what they get, it will always never be good enough. But it right. doesn't matter as long as right. he shows up and he plays, and he he produces well.
1: Because then the trade then, tree starts. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. So as, as soon as, as soon as he moves on. As soon as he moves on, the branches start going, and then we just see the breakdown from, you know, the time Craig Grave was traded and whatever else, right? So that's the popular Even one. Even though right?
0: that, that has nothing to do with the trade,
1: that's always <laughs> exactly. going to be in there. Exactly, exactly. Right? It's uh, always going to be in there.
0: And as soon as he's traded away, suddenly he's going to be beloved again.
1: And Absolutely. It's, it's just... And as soon as so, he's brought back in his first game, I mean, why did we ever get rid of him? And the tributes will be pouring. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely uh, right. So, uh,
0: so moving away from some of the positives, uh, I want to jump into one of the negatives. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Justin Bear. Justin Bear. That was his fourth preseason game or fifth? I'm trying to remember which. which
1: it's it, he's played quite a few. Way. Wait, he's played almost all of them. Yeah.
0: Um. He's been he's been kind of up and down. He's had some really good uh, moments in the preseason, yeah. but he's also had some really boneheaded plays as well. Right. I expected a lot more him. I expected him to be more um, hungry, noticeable, and hungry. And I don't know. Offensively, he is there. It's the defensive side of the game that he's having struggles
1: with. And as a, as a, I, yeah, as a, as a five, six pairing, yeah. even seventh, he's there. He's there on the offensive side, but you, I agree 100%. On the defensive side, it's a lot of puck chasing. It's a lot of being out of position. It's a lot of, um, Losing losing position from the man that you're supposed to have. Or even just losing body position. Uh, yeah. Getting stick lift. That kind of stuff. Right. Just yeah. thing, things that you learn as you progress in your career.
0: Knowing and, not to go into your partner's corner when right. he is a- right. battling. When he's leaving already your man in open. There.
1: Right. So yeah. that happened multiple times tonight. And it led to goals each time. Um, he's being more engaged physically, which I like what I like to see. um, I just don't think that he's ready yet. And even though he's the right-handed shot, even though maybe he's thinking that he might have a leg up because of that right-handed shot ability. I just don't think he's ready yet. And and I, and I, and I I don't want to see these young defensemen get pushed in, to the nhl just based on necessity Mm -hmm. and i know that having a guy like joel Edmondson go down with an injury it doesn't help the situation at all Mm -hmm. but i would rather them lean on a guy like schooneman or leskin or something like that than somebody who i believe would have a higher ceiling in in baron or jack eye or ghoulie or something like that just based on the necessity and 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 that's not a knock on um Gooley or Jack. I, I think so far that they've both played well. And I think Gooley is more than likely going to be the guy that's going to take one of those spots.
0: Especially with Edmondson out injured. Right.
1: Especially with Edmondson out injured. But you, you you don't want a situation where you have to push a guy in and then just break his confidence. And then all of a sudden it's a, it's back to, doesn't matter what, group management group montreal brings in they still can't develop look what they did to this guy look who they traded especially in the in baron's in baron's case you know trading of trading a player like lakinen
0: and, and i'm going to take some hate from this even though i love lakinen um he was expendable he was he was i mean he was a he was a, a, a like a third line winger who can move up the lineup a little bit right um he was he was reliable you knew what you were getting and you you know you need players like that when you're a contending team Yeah. which the canadians are not no. so making the trade made sense getting a, a, a guy who has the upside to being a second pairing power play guy that's a good move yeah. now but, I they agree. Gotta,
1: I, but they gotta get him there
0: they gotta get him there and, 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 and I think, it's
1: and, and based on his play right now they can't in my opinion, they He's can't re- they can't reward that.
0: Well, I don't think they're gonna be pushing him into the position just because they need him to be in the position like they did with Kot Kanyemi. In this case, you you called it, you mentioned it a little earlier, and I think you nailed you nailed it. They have guys who can be placeholders, like uh, Otto Leskinen, yeah. or uh a Shunemit, or Bowie. Uh, Mattis Bowie. Bowie okay. looked pretty good. I mean You can throw those three guys out there. They can fill a spot. If they get lit up, they get lit up. Who cares? The goal is to get the younger guys the development time. So Barron going back down to Laval, which I think is probably going to happen. He can play top pairing, top power play, get a ton of minutes, play the role he needs to play to prepare for when he's ready to make that next step. That way, when he steps up, he just walks right into it instead right. of, instead of trying to develop on the fly.
1: I agree. I agree. 100%. I'm just, I'm uh, just quickly bringing it up just kind of.
0: And I think the fact that they're trying to, uh, they're putting guys on their offhand side. So they've had Harris play on the right side. Leskin has played on the right side. Um, uh, Jack Eye is played back and forth. The fact that they're trying out different defensemen on the right side tells me that they want to see who else can play there if if they do end up sending Barron down.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I, I look at I look at some of the defensemen that could be in um Laval this year, and there's a couple of fellas that have already been sent down or from training camp or anything like that. But if they have, and, and I and I don't know, that's the thing. I don't know a hundred percent who's going to be, um, who's going to be sent down when in terms of the Canadians. But right now, say if they have eye Fairbrother, and and I like eye I'm just just saying, yeah. like, if we're talking about development, if they have. Jackie Fairbrother, and Barron all in the AHL, that might be very good for all of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can see And and then leaning more towards the Leskinen, and and uh Bowie and having your the most in my opinion right now the most deserving candidate for that spot being Gooley.
0: Yes. No, I agree. I do agree and I think with Edmondson being out that opens up a second spot. So there's gonna be I think there'll be a rotation perhaps. Uh Harris, Jack Eye. Um I'm not uh I, I wouldn't be up against, I wouldn't be against Jack Eye staying.
1: I wouldn't either. And, and and tonight I know you tweeted about it, um about him playing playing the body, playing physical, but knowing when not to go over the line. And we saw that tonight. Yeah. I like that from tonight. I know Tre- it's one of Treg's top prospects on this te- on the team. He loves he loves, loves, he loves the him. guy. And I do believe that the Canadians could use a player like this in their lineup, somebody that's got the snarl, someone that's going to stand up for their teammates, stand up for their goalie, clear the net, throw the hit, bring energy to the bench, et cetera. But he needs to learn at the same time. I know it's a big part of his game. He's even talked about it. He's even talked about, I don't want to be known just for this. And we've seen that he's got flashes of skill. He moves well for a big man. Yeah, he does. And if we can have a player like that within the system that, if needed, crosses the line, he crosses the line. But
0: not as often as he has been. Not as
1: often as he has been. A guy that can play on the line or coast over it every now and then, but (laughs) be known for that physical play, but not... You don't you don't want to be known as a as that guy, right? You don't want to get that reputation.
0: Well, he does play mean. He plays he he plays a heavy game, and he can bring an intimidation factor. Once he's he's fully prepared for the NHL, uh, I could see a lot of teams not wanting to go down his side. Yeah, you know, because he'll hurt them. Right. Because he doesn't play. He doesn't just play to separate you from the puck. When he hits you. He's hitting to hurt. Yeah. So that that is something that I do. Um, it's a throwback to the old, uh, more old school hockey that I I enjoyed watching. Yeah. So I'm with I'm a Treg on that. I I like the kid. I think he needs a little bit more time, but I wouldn't be against them starting the season and doing a rotation with Harris yeah. or anyone else that they bring up, so that they can get some time into the NHL, see how they do throughout the season. Yeah. I kind of um,
1: I kind of have a feeling right now that Harris and Gooley probably have the step up one, no. one on the, one more on the two way side, another one more, a little bit more on the offensive side. Um, but if it happens that Harris goes down and Jack Lice stays up, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be disappointed there.
0: No, no, I'm not. Uh, I agree with you on that. Now, before we sign off, is there anyone else that you wanted to bring up?
1: um just one little quick one matheson i think he's come as uh as advertised i think he's played very well he's (laughs) skating he's skating well he's playing the big minutes he's doing everything that they want they've wanted him to um he's he's playing very smart and uh i think that uh so far they've uh they've made a pretty good they pretty made a pretty good deal they made petrie happy and his family they made Matheson happy coming into his uh coming back home. And I haven't really uh I haven't really been following uh Paling that much, but you never know, maybe he'll get an opportunity within that organization as well.
0: I think he'll get a shot, but on Matheson, I think what we've seen is a Petrie clone, a left-handed Petrie. And he is clearly the Canadian's number one defenseman this year. That being said, he is not a number one defenseman. He's He's more of a number, he's a number three, just like Petrie, but I don't think he'll, he'll crumble like, like Petrie did every time that he was leaned on. What I do think is going to happen is that Matheson is going to be outclassed or matched at times because he is a number three, not a number one. Right. He's going to be going, he's going to be. Relied upon heavily
1: against top lines. Yeah. Against
0: top lines. So there's going to be times when he looks amazing, and other times where he looks not so good. Right. But I think people need to take a grain of salt on that and realize he's kind of being hung on to dry. He really is. Cases. He's getting
1: th- right now. He's getting thrown to the wolves because yeah, you're looking at the defensemen that they have right now. The only ones with say real experience are himself, Savard, and Weidman.
0: Yeah. And
1: right right now it's looking like it's likely going to be that you're going to play each of them on a line.
0: Well, you kind of have to, right? You're going to be putting youngsters in. You have to.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, I think we're going to see a really good year out of Matheson because he really wants to be in Montreal. He's motivated and, and he is talented. You look at the back check that he has done a few times in this game, this game against toronto tonight uh monday on uh, monday the third he was out of completely out of position when someone else lost the puck uh at the blue line but he motored back and caught up and then pushed that player out to the outside and then gained puck control yeah. so his mobility in a, in of itself is a weapon right. and that is the exact type of hockey player that they're looking to play on the blue line. That's the new, new Canadians methodology on the blue yeah. line.
1: Yeah. The Canadians have the pieces on defense. They have them. They just need to develop them properly.
0: It's going to take some time. And right. this year is uh, if it's not done by the end of this year, we need to realize that that's it's a multi-year process here. We're looking at yeah. two to three years before yeah. they're going to be really ready. And, and,
1: and we're also before we sign off here, I'll just bring up one more guy, um, Lane Hudson. <laughs> right, Lane Hudson. <laughs> is a guy Lane Hudson's a guy that we haven't <laughs> really, even really seen yet, and he just made his NCAA de- debut. He put up but three assists in his first game.
0: Yeah, three points. I hear that's 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 an okay first game
1: right so this is the you know the the little guy that everybody passed over and i'm i'm hoping that he ends up uh turning heads just like offield like
0: i know i, I know I, that I, grant mccag is really impressed with his game. Yeah. He, he sees a lot of adam fox in him yeah yeah and i i know some people just he rubs people the wrong way but he's been right a few times so I and mean, we can't it's more often than a, bro- a broken watch. So it's not an accident that he's been <laughs> yeah. right.
1: Yeah. So right um, now you look at the system and you've got Jackye, Harris, Barron, um, Gouley, Hudson. Don't know what's going on with Mayer, if he's ever going to be healthy or not, but or if he he's going to right, right, get signed or whatever else, I'm not going to get into Mayo. Yeah. Um But uh, they've, they've got a, they've got a list and it's a pretty good one. If they can develop into NHL players, I think they're going to be okay going forward.
0: And nothing saying that they won't be able to do, you know, draft a couple more guys. That's or right. with uh, holding the top waiver priority, yep. the waiver wire is going to be very interesting come the end of this week. Right. I do think that the Canadians are going to take a swing on someone, especially a right-handed defenseman. Because if, if Barron's not... Impressing, and I don't think he has impressed the brass enough to earn that spot. I think they're going to be looking to make a claim. Right. Yeah. And there will be some names out there.
1: Right. I know um, there were some people out there that have wanted to pick up another goalie and stuff, and like some people said, they should have picked up Subban. Some people said you should have picked up Domingue. Some people said Foucault. Now it's uh, a forward and Barre Boulé because he's from Quebec. Um and I'm just saying to these people, like, they don't need a, a throw like I'm not gonna say like, yeah, so you th- you're picking up a guy on waivers, technically he's a throwaway. But you, they don't need a player that just hasn't really done anything. Or to pick up Especially a fourth goalie. So yeah, right, and... exactly. Right, they don't need to pick up a fourth goalie, right? Yeah. Etc. Right. So there's going to be a lot of names out there. There's going to be uh, there's going to be the the people that are going to be like, oh, that's true. That should be the guy. Well, there's there might be a, at the same time. There's a reason he might be on waivers.
0: Exactly, exactly. So right. if you're going to so... take a chance, pick a guy that fits what you really need, and that's going to be a right defenseman. Right. Um. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, we're we're gonna do our best to have another one out this week, but uh, you are gonna be traveling around on holiday, yeah. living the high life. Yeah. Uh, Treg is still training for his uh, his master's bodybuilding show, so we're gonna hope that we can get him on one more time. And I will be traveling to Ontario.
1: Yeah, which is very important.
0: Which is important. So um, we'll do our best, but in the meantime keep listening go ahead
1: Before we let you go um shout out to my cousin preston scored his first ah, yeah. goal scored his first goal with the uh, monkton wildcats in their home opener um you know the kid has been uh training hard he's been uh doing everything he can he cracked the lineup and uh scored his first uh scored his first goal so uh congratulations to him and I hope many more to come
0: yeah, as long as he doesn't score any goals against Halifax, yeah, I'll I love
1: it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so good for him. Uh, hopefully he ends up with a 50-goal season.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I would love that. That <laughs> yeah, would be great. Um, but yeah, so for everyone who's listening, uh, we're going to do our best to get you as much content as we can. Things happen, but we're going to strive for that. Uh, there's going to be some new some new stuff coming in the next in the coming weeks uh we uh we're gonna try and grow a little bit here so just keep listening to have fun keep interacting with us uh send those emails send those text messages send those uh those dms we really appreciate all the interaction we've been getting from all of you and uh remember if you're talking about it so are we Do you or someone you love obsess over the Habs and they aren't even a fan of the team? Is your social media filled with old jokes and pathetic attempts at trolling? Then you have HOD, Habs Obsessive Disorder. From the makers of Bergie Arms comes 3-to-1. 3-to-1 is specially formulated to cause a temporary choking sensation, which will remind you that your team hasn't won a playoff series since the invention of HD television. Side effects may include... A desire to shave your head and grow a goatee, a lack of fashion sense, an uncontrollable urge to say, but Tavares was hurt, pretending every head coach this century doesn't call your team soft, an uncontrollable urge to choke in the playoffs, and a realization that your ability to have an inferiority complex while simultaneously being obnoxious while never winning is why you're found undesirable. Ask your doctor if three to one is right for you.